Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Steve Crothy. And I'm Halls Burkhardt. Fucking buckle in, you guys. This one's gonna be awesome. We've got a guest on this week. Someone who we, Steve and I, we be, when we're talking about guests, I always go, well, we can't forget this guy. And Steve goes, yeah, definitely. We gotta have that guy on. And then we just don't. Because of weed and forgetfulness. But... Not only do we have him on this week, we're saying, hey man, you take the wheel. This might be a reoccurring thing we do occasionally, a couple few times a year, and we just have our good buddy, Money Mike Pappas, in the house, and he's going to steer the show tonight. I waited seven years to be on one of Hoss's podcasts. Seven years? Seven years? Seven years. Incorrect. Incorrect. Seven years. Incorrect. Seven years. Mm-mm. Between Blue Harvest and this and... What other random shit he's been doing over the past seven years, <laughs> buddy? You, you, and Johnny were both on an episode of Blue Harvest. You know, in my defense, I was probably drunk. Probably, like but you know, it's all right. Also, yeah. that that uh, that feels like an episode of Rogue One. Yeah, honestly, yeah, too, so. yeah. It feels like you a... know what though. I don't think Rogue One would have been Rogue One if I wasn't drinking. Then, uh, you know, I think like... it would have been just fine, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't know, me, Mike, and our buddy Johnny Grasso used to do a Star Wars podcast called Rogue One. It was too bright for the sky, the evening sky. It burnt out like a super supernova. It was one of the best times of my life, and the worst at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens. So, buddy, we're going to let you, Yo. you just toss us topics. We're going to talk about them, but before we do that, we have a couple of things we we need to do, all right? First off... You show up here and you look like you're in a goddamn corner of the National Video Game History Museum. Tell us about the <laughs> setup you got going there. And I've seen it a ton. Mike always sends me setup update pictures, but for the uninitiated yeah. and Steve, what you got? What you got doing down there in the bowels yeah, of your house? I, I feel like you've been part of the process. You know, I, you need that inspiration from your buddies who kind of share the same. Let's let's just say passions for for the sake of yeah. Let's just keep it the, the other word. <laughs> um, no, it's funny when I before I got engaged, like you know, Jenny knew like what my my hobbies are, and you know I lived in a small one bedroom apartment, and 
I was putting stuff in storage because I had so much shit. Like, you know, there's there's a whole other section to what's behind me with just Transformers toys. Um, and I said, one day when we get a home, a real home, I the basement's mine and I'm going to do whatever I want to it. And she, you know, she, she wanted that ring. She's like, okay, okay, yeah, no problem, <laughs> sure. So we, we get this place, and I'm like, you know the basement's mine, right? And she's like, yeah, but I want that room to do facials in the back. And I'm like, okay, okay, sure. So the pandemic hits, and, and I had nothing else to do. And I got sober around that time, a little bit after, but like into 2021. And I really started putting the pedal to the metal and like figuring out mm-hmm. how I wanted to kind of set the consoles up so for those who can't see because this is a podcast i i basically have it, it is like a museum i have every console from nes to ps5 and xbox series x all hooked up and like you can see those little red dots on the bottom there uh-huh, uh-huh. it's like by a flick of the switch i can get one going everything's upscaled via upscalers through hdmi ports and i can play on original hardware and I have, you know, the um, the full ROM libraries on, like, carts. Flashcards, yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the CD drives on, a, like, I've got three Sega Saturns. One of them's got a ODE in it where I pulled the CD-ROM drive out. And I've got an SD card reader. Sega Dreamcast, same thing. Um, the Tower of Power 32X Sega CD unit has um, Terra Onions Mega SD cart with every Sega CD 32X, 32X CD, and Sega Genesis game. Um, and wow. I've got a bunch of nostalgia stuff, like the Retron 5 that plays all the carts mm-hmm. just to have it, quick test stuff. Um, and you need to troubleshoot. When you have this much shit, you need to troubleshoot because sometimes stuff just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And you need another access point to ch- test a cart out or test a CD out or a ROM out, right? Um, so that's what I did over the course of the past three years. Uh, all the wires are run into the wall. Um, all the shelves are, uh, measured to spec for the console units. There's, there's more consoles over here. Wow. You see those. (laughs) Um, this is incredible. It was, it was a project, right? Like, you know, COVID was, was tough on, on us as it was tough on, on everybody. Um, and I needed, I needed an outlet and, and drinking wasn't going to do it anymore. Right. And you don't want me smoking weed, man. I'll fucking burn <laughs> your house down. <laughs> well, buddy, I gotta say like, it looks incredible. Like it's an, it's incredible. I think that's so neat that you have all those consoles hooked up for, you know, to use at a moment's notice. And really all you do is spend your time playing final fantasy 11. <laughs> it's a fucking sickness that's a sickness too um it's 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 less about playing them for me it's about like getting this lifelong dream done right and for other people to eventually and my kids to eventually enjoy it when they're old enough to appreciate it so exactly you know my friends are a lot of my friends here in queens are like dude you don't have time to play any of this you're having kids you have a job a career um for me it's it's not about playing the games it's about knowing that i've you know, and we can get maybe we'll get into game preservation after this, too, because it's a hot topic of mine. Okay. Um, but just knowing that I accomplished that, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, it's an art piece, really. Yeah, I is agree. What it is. I totally agree. I think yeah. it's awesome, um, man. And like like the way your your game, your fees, physical media shelves in the background are organized. It looks real cool. Just even from here, I can tell like the amount of organization and planning that went through. Like, I like how you have the little. So for people that can't see it which is everybody um mike has these little <laughs> cubbies 
set up in his game shelves with little things set up. Like I see there's a PSP that's got like a nice feature light on it. And there's some figures and Vita. stuff. Vita. I see the Vita. Um, it's really nice, man. It's yeah, really the nice. That's a, change. That's cool. I didn't notice that. This is a Chrono Trigger shelf with the Chrono, the only official Chrono Trigger figures that ever came out from Square in front of the Chrono Trigger SNES box art. I want wow. that real bad. I was going to say, Hoss I want that just... real bad. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. So Somebody's going to break in and just take that. You're going to know who it is. <laughs> yeah, because there's going to be muddy wheelchair tracks down the stairs, and he's going to be going, how did Halsey figure that out? That the Final Fantasy Tactics uh, poster on the wall there. Oh, I yeah, and there's get my little Chrono Triggers over here. Oh, okay. sick. There, yeah. So, um, buddy, but, I think it looks incredible. Yeah. I'm so glad you finally got because this is something I know Mike and I talked about for years, like what he was going to do and the crazy shit he had in storage. So I'm glad you were finally able to put it all together and enjoy it. So, like I said, we're going to let Mike take the wheel here for the next 43 minutes or so, 53 minutes. But we got a voicemail to do first and. Mike, I, I, I would like your input on this as well, so let me get it set up, okay? All right. All right. Fingers crossed. Can you guys uh, see it? Yes. Okay. On episode you 100. Have... Did you hear it? On episode 111. I don't hear it. He does not no. hear it. Okay, hold on. We can We can fix this. I can fix this. It's because Mike is here. It's those old Rogue One fucking technical difficulties coming through. Oh, man, that was a disaster. <laughs> okay, here we go. This will do it. All right, gentlemen. On episode 111 of High Potion, Horse mentioned that you guys might do an episode about Star Wars The Old Republic at one point, the MMORPG. Well, you might not notice about me, but I do like Star Wars. And I actually <laughs> played this game for quite some time, right from the beginning. So I just logged in on my main character, a Jedi Knight called Flox, the infamous Warzone hero. And I hit slash played to see how much I had actually played just with him alone. But just so you know, I haven't played the game in a really long time now. But still, turns out I played as Flox for 15 hours and 8 minutes <clears throat> and 263 days. Oh. So yeah, not even a year in total. <laughs> Not that bad. I mean, I had lots of alts as well, played through all the stories and everything. And if you count that together, then anyway, I remember some fans complained when Disney introduced the new canon to Star Wars. They were sad that the now called legend stories would not be continued. But the Old Republic essentially still produces new legend stories to this day. Just no one really talks about it, except maybe for the people who still play this game. Some people even still release podcasts solely about this game, like the Swotor Escape podcast or Utinicast. Hey, man! With two O's. Maybe one of these nice humans could hop on as a guest and talk with. Hey, man, you're coming on here and doing cross-podcast promotions, Florian? How dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> about the game at one point. That would be awesome. But yeah, my time in Swotor is unforgettable to me. I mean, some of the people I met in the game even came to my wedding, even though we live in totally different countries. Damn. So yeah, I could talk quite a bit about Swotor, but instead, I would like to hear some stories from you guys regarding MMORPGs. It doesn't have to be Swotor right now, uh -oh. but did you ever meet somebody in real life after getting to know them in the game first? Or whatever comes to mind, I'm sure you have some stories to tell. You will have to hear mine if you ever really do an episode about Swotor. That's for sure. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? Well, yes. 
I think I am. Oof. Good that guy's one. Rad. Yeah, Thank Florian you, fucking Florian. rules. I love that guy. Yeah, me he's too. great. So I mean, that's a perfect one for me. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't even know. I had ne- I hadn't listened to the voicemail, and I look how it works out. That's that. That's that real magic, Mike Steve. That yeah. magic, Mike Papas. He um, he cracked me up there. He 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 starts with the, I have like fifteen hours and eight mm-hmm. minutes, and I was like, Yeah, I was like, and damn. He just drops. He drops. Didn't even get a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he. He drops the big knowledge at the end there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. It, it, it's very scary in those games where you you know you're playing for a long time and then you go to you go to your options and you, you start fiddling around with config and settings and then it's like global and then it's like overall playtime mm-hmm. and then it's it's days or oh, yeah. it, it's it's and the days are in the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. in the high hundreds or the thousands. Oh yeah. So what? And I, you're like, Mike is an unapologetic massive fan of Final Fantasy XI, the first Final Fantasy MMO. Now, I don't want to get into it too much because someday, Steve, we're going to get that loaded up on your Steam Deck and Mike's going to take us on a little tour of Final Fantasy XI then we're going to do a whole episode. But Mike, briefly, what is the appeal of Final Fantasy XI for you as far as an MMO is concerned? And like, what's some of your other MMO history? Like, did you ever play WoW? Did you ever play EverQuest? So, so I, I got into MMOs in um, 1999. Actually, no, I'm sorry, 2000. So I missed EQ, I missed Ultima, and I got in with a PvP-focused siege guild game called Shadowbane mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. That was it. the you know, and, and a lot of the people I met there were like, "Oh, did you come from DAOC?" I'm like, "What the hell's DAOC?" And Dark Age of Camelot was the PvP version of EverQuest. Well, yeah you know unofficially like the pvp version of everquest and um i played with my friends that i met in college uh on this server and i was like wow this is you know i had a what a pentium one maybe right and a eight gigs of ram and i was running this thing and i'm with my ranger i'm on the top of a castle just like shooting arrows at these guys sieging us from the uk at four <laughs> in the morning Eating um, beans on toast <laughs> it, it was it was an experience and, you know, being a huge Final Fantasy fan at the time, from my first experience with Final Fantasy was, was uh, Final... And sorry, Haas, I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. Yeah, take your time. Was Final this, Fantasy Mike three takes or, the wheel. This is the idea of the episode, so go for it. What <laughs> um, was Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 for SNES that I saw at a Halloween party, somebody playing in 1993. I was 12 years old, and I was like, what is this? And my first RPG ever, and I, this is important, my first RPG ever was a Sega CD game that I got in 1990 um, called Lunar. Oh, oh God. If anyone knows what. The uh, Silver Lunar. Star. Holy this, this, that, that RPG shit. holds such a special place in Michael. my heart. I love that game so much. So, okay, so, so hold this on. This is a... I found this in so I'm holding up a sealed a sealed brand new copy of Lunar for Sega CD that's graded by WADA, which I don't really I'm not into graded games, but for my favorite game of all time I'll do that. Um, so I, that's a story behind that copy too. But anyway, so I got into Final Fantasy in the early '90s, and then obviously Final Fantasy VII, which is Haas's favorite video game next to Street Fighter of all time. Um, I got into Final Fantasy VII, and then eight VIII and nine, and then I found out that my favorite full as a franchise because lunar wasn't really a franchise i mean they made two games at the time but I, that that 
Final Fantasy was having an online game like Shadowbane, uh-huh. but it's like more like co-op, right? Like like EverQuest. And I was like blown away. I was following uh, the Game Fan magazines and PSM and, because it was coming out on PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. and I saved up money for a new graphics card. And so it came out on October 28, 2003. It actually came out a few weeks – I think I'm correct. This is a long time ago. A few weeks before WoW came out. Mm-hmm. It did. I think. And then WoW came, and then EQ2 came, like, a week after WoW. Yep. Like, something crazy. So I got all of them at the same time. And I had real-life friends playing Final Fantasy XI with me. Um, So there was was that. One of them was playing WoW in Final Fantasy XI. But there was just something about the world of Vanadil, the, 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 um, the way that you really needed your friends. Like in WoW, you could solo to 60. I mean, it kind of sucked, but you could solo to 60, right? In Final Fantasy XI, you could not solo. Like after level 10 or 12, you could not solo. You needed friends. And it took so long to get that one extra level. Like once you get to like level 15 uh, in Valkyrie Dunes, you, you it would take like two hours with a good party to gain one level. And the yeah. max level at the time was level 75. So it was like you felt like a this big achievement in doing so. And because it took so long to level, the people that you partied with, these people you met in game, you developed these really big bonds with. Oh yeah. And like, you know, you got their AOL and their aim and their <laughs> their phone number and you called their house when to see when their fifty six K dial up modem was gonna kick on and um it was just another time, man. I mean I you know, I didn't have responsibilities. I was a kid. I was pretty much an only child growing up. And I, I was, uh, you know, going to school in the mornings, but I didn't have much going on. And it just kind of consumed my life for a few years. And my black mage hit level 75, uh, April 22nd, 2004. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'll never forget that. And I, so I met, um, a real, a buddy who became my real life friend who lived in, in Buffalo, New York. Um, his name is Dylan Ford. Um, Dylan graduated college, uh, was living at his girlfriend's parents' house looking for a job in New York City and got some job interviews. And in game, he's like, hey, dude, I got a job interview down in New York City. Can I come like stay? Can I crash at your pad? Like, I got nowhere to stay. I got no money. I was like, yeah, but you better bring your PS2 because we're going to fucking hit it hard. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Dylan came through from Buffalo, went on his job interview, stayed at my house. This is the first time in my life that I met somebody online, not even in a video game, but I met somebody online who's now staying at my house. And we're, I'm on my PC, and he's on my TV in my bedroom playing on PS2 and getting ready for his job interview. And we're, we're killing freaking caterpillars, and he's a paladin, and I'm casting spells. And it was just awesome. Uh, and, and it's just my first experience with the 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 world's crossing over to right. real life right. and online and i stuck with it ever since i mean i have you know real bonds and relationships made because of that game so i relate to our our voicemail caller sorry buddy i don't i didn't get catch your name Flory. um right on uh so so yeah <laughs> <laughs> he goes right on <laughs> I yeah i mean look look there, there was there was some there was some good expansions that were hits there was expansions that were flops How Treasures many... of otter gone is renowned as like the best expansion he came out in 2005 i believe um and it introduced um 
the mythic weapons and new armor sets and and uh, new abilities, new jobs. They, that's when it, they came out with Puppet Master, and they came out with Blue Mage, and they came out with Corsair, mm-hmm. which was um, I don't know in fourteen if we have Corsair yet. No, or maybe we no. not yet. Corsair is like a pirate, and he rolls I... the dice. It's like a set like Setzer from Final Fantasy VI, where Setzer's like a gambling pirate. Um, so, and uh, the Corsair was kind of like a bard, where bard is like a support class. Everybody wanted a fucking bard in your party. Like, mm-hmm. that was a real buffer. Like, the one in Final Fantasy XI, I feel like it's like a damage dealer, but it's also a buffer and a healer. It's like... Um, how many expansions have there been for Final Fantasy XI at this point? Are they still doing, like, one a year, basically? No, so the last official expansion was Seekers of Adeline, which came out in March of twenty. 20- 13 that was the last official yeah so they raised so they raised the level cap with the abyssy expansions in 2010 to 2011 which was which is very controversial um because when you raise the level cap in in that game your sub job class also rises similar to 14 in a way but what what that did is it broke the game because then you had like black mages casting refresh on yourself you had uh, paladins, you know, cast in, you know, cure five with a white mage sub. So, um, it was controversial. Eventually square kind of tr- tried to balance it out. Um, but the last full expansion was, was 2013. Since then they did the same thing they do in 14, where they do the eye level item level level up. So yeah, you're level 90 in 14, but your item levels really fi- You're really 500 and right. Blah, right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, you know, they, they had the 20th anniversary last year. Actually, I showed Hawsey. A lot of my swag came in. I got probably remember some of these guys from 14. These damn crabs. Yep. Oh, like yeah. Sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of these. I gave one to Maria. Um, but it was disappointing because I thought we were going to get a new expansion or, or we would get an HD remake version. Mm-hmm. And nothing like that was, was announced. You know, and the hardcore fans like me are waiting for that, you know, PS5, Xbox series x pc hd remake of our favorite online game and it's nowhere in sight right now but there's traces of it in 14 there's elements of it It, in eureka that's all final fantasy 11 inspired in Mm -hmm. eureka the armor sets the weapons um the the enemies um and that was also treasures of otter inspired the the look of eureka Mm -hmm. was from that expansion yeah it's crazy how long like because Thinking back to when I played, because I picked up Final Fantasy XI on release day from a Sam Goody. It's the only place I could find in Starkville, Mississippi that had it. And they're like, we got one copy. And I was like, that's my, you give me that. <laughs> and that was the first time, I, I, the apartment I was living in at that time was the first time I had high-speed internet. So it was the first MMO I played that wasn't through dial-up. And just being lost as hell initially that original uh subscription didn't last very long and then i ended up picking it up on the xbox 360 years later and playing with like the chat pad in your controller and stuff Mm -hmm. it's really interesting how they sort of pioneered the path for console rpgs with final fantasy 11 not only did they pioneer the path for console rpgs but it was and i still think to this day in it was the first MMO that that crossed over Japanese players, American players on console and on PC all together. You're probably right about that. 
I would almost I, guarantee that you are. I mean, there were a few years there oh, Steve, where I... Uh, can you tell my favorite wow story about... You don't have to name the person, but there's a, a wow story about you hitting level 60 <clears throat> that I just think is so funny because we all know this dude. We, <laughs> If you're a video gamer, you know this dude Steve's about to uh, describe. Yeah, so I won't name names, but there was a guy I was living with at the time, and we were, we all played WoW together. Me, uh-huh. We had a group. We actually met some people in real life for, through that game, actually, from our clan, Rigor Mortis. But anyway, um, I was the first one to hit 60, and I just yelled out upstairs, hey, I hit 60, woo! Uh-huh. Like, just happy that I did it. And the next thing I know, that person kind of, like, log, logs off immediately. I see, doo-doo. They, they've logged off, and he storms outside, smokes a cigarette angrily. And I didn't even realize that we were in a competition. To, Isn't that to how get it always 60. goes? Yeah. It always goes like that, man. <laughs> that dude probably hit 66 hours later, too. Yeah, it was very close. It was like, it wasn't even a big deal. I didn't even, it, it, like I said, didn't even know we were competing. <laughs> what did so you hit 60 with for your character, Steve? What were you? An undead warrior. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you were a horde. Mm hmm. Yeah. So the di- here's the big difference right there, right? Like in WoW, you can have a competition with your buddy to hit 60 and then go fight uh, Onyxia and, or go raid fucking whatever that first raid was. In in 11, your buddy who rolls a warrior or a paladin is waiting for you to hit 75 or you're waiting for him to hit 75 and you're going to celebrate because now you guys – now because you solve a piece of the puzzle – because mm-hmm. the paladin can't do shit without his buddy who's a black mage. And, that is... and, and they can't do anything without a white mage. And they can't do anything without a bard. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's more team-based. Yeah. Much more team-based. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I did... The only time I've ever met somebody that I didn't know previously in an MMO was back in the wild days. And my old roommate and buddy of, jo- uh, buddy of Steve are friend josh made friends with some people he worked with that played wow so they joined our server and then some of their friends joined so there was these all these people that i didn't really know who lived in birmingham and played wow and one time when i came to visit wow this one dude and i'm gonna say his name he's a dick his name is drew i won't say the whole name (laughs) only time i ever really hung out with this dude was in wow and this one time i came to visit birmingham and he was like, hey, do you want to meet me at Leonardo's for lunch? We'll hang out with Josh. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do that, right? Go to Leonardo's. I'm stoked. I'm about to put down some of them rolls, baby. And this Good dude, food there. not even joking, goes, well, so this explains why you're fat. No. And I was like, oh, okay. No. I'm glad what I wasn't there. Yep ginger douche slapped his face yeah he was a douche i mean the other folks i don't remember them being too bad you know i don't remember a lot about those people that but i otherwise like if i play a mmo and i'm not playing with my friends i'm not that dude that's going out there going hello internet stranger let's form a guild you know yeah that's like destiny was was like that Uh for a while like where it was like you had to get like one or two people and you just get randos i didn't like. yeah that was that one was tough the the raids in that game i'm pretty sure grew 14 ulcers in my uh yeah it it was 14 ulcers 
Mm-hmm. One for I wanted each to final tear thing. my hair out. Dude, I'll <laughs> say this. Um, if you have a solid group of friends that you like that all get into a MMO at the same time, it is one of the greatest experiences in game. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Like it's that's just why I'm great. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping to join Haas's guild in 24, in oh, 11. Oh, you mean 14? Uh, 14, 14, yeah. 14, sorry, uh, Mike, yeah. you're you're an officer, bro. You kidding me? A gig? You're hoping to join the guild? You're in. There will yeah, be a high know. potion. Final Fantasy XIV Guild made probably within the next twelve months. Probably as soon I mean, as it if we could build game. our own airship, and fly, yeah. fly around in our own airship. Oh, dude, like, I had. I want Hawes to hold me like Rose <laughs> in front of the Titanic on the fucking airship. I had a conversation with Mike on the phone the other day, and it was on one of my fifteen-minute breaks, and we spent fourteen of those minutes covering seven different topics. One of which was. All of us playing 14 together and building a guild airship because you can do that. That's sick. That is sick. All right, Mike. Yeah, that's nothing new. You know, you know my, you know how my brain works by yeah. now, huh? So he he knows how to talk with me. Oh yeah, you know, I said, can't stay on topic for too oh, long. Oh my goodness, oh, nice. dude. So, <laughs> all right, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and spill the beans. You know, they had Final Fantasy Fan Fest. They had, they have, you know how they. So basically, Final Fantasy Fan Fest is a Final Fantasy 14 convention, right? Yeah. Um, and they just like Star Wars Celebration, they have exclusive merch that you can only get at the convention. Um, and uh, then they put it up online. <laughs> uh oh. And uh, I uh, made a couple of purchases. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got a delivery Moogle. Had <gasps> to get a delivery Moogle. And I got a Final Fantasy XIV Chocobo. So. Amazing. I'm pretty stoked. I, I can't wait for those to come in. I am looking this up right now. Oh, wow. Oh, there's a onesie? There's a Moogle onesie. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. Somebody's daughter is going to be wearing a Moogle onesie. Oh, look at these <laughs> slippers. There's Moogle slippers. This is great. Yeah, look at all these. Like, they do a lot of cool shit. Like, uh, there's, post- I know, it's... there's, like, puzzles and, like, uh pins for each of the classes i almost got steve a little something something but it wasn't the right version where'd he go uh, this guy i almost got will uh steve uh, an alpha node an alpha node but oh, he doesn't man. have his tiny tie gotta have gotta have the tie you yeah. gotta have the tie if he had the i really tiny like tie. those acrylics i've been seeing those cool. acrylics yeah i yeah. think those acrylic stands are cool that um, was Endwalker alpha node too he was probably in his final form there yeah yeah his final fucking goofy form um all right hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Uh, Mikey, what's uh, what's up next on the Mike agenda? Okay, 
real quick, I just want to show this off real quick. Okay, okay. We just mentioned chocobos. Um, <laughs> so here we have a Square Enix Bring Arts Final Fantasy Eleven Sean Toto with her chocobo and her staff. That is extremely rare. You that know, is awesome. You know I love some Bring Arts and some Play Arts. There's Okay, that's the delivery Moogle I got. Oh, oh I love I need that. Very cute. Yeah, yeah. man. That's adorable. Attitude. Attitude. That's adorable. Um but yeah, man. So what's up next, Mikey? What do you what uh, you got I, on the docket? Well, you know, I, I think you guys talked about it a couple of weeks back, or maybe even further by now, about a month or so. Um, but that statistic came out that said like eighty seven percent of of all games have no way to be preserved or like there's mm. or they're not on they're not, there's no way to get them on mo on modern technology, right? Like, I don't know, like uh, Ninja Gaiden, an, an example, right? Like, is there is there a modern way to play yeah. that? On now there is on with that, not the best example, but yeah, you can play okay. Ninja Gaiden on the. See, this is the thing; it's weird. In some ways, we've gone backwards in game preservation, because back in the day on the Wii. Their virtual console offerings were extensive. You could go in there and get all kinds of NES, SNES, Turbo Graphics, like Game Boy, all kinds of games you could download. And then they stopped doing that with the Switch and then moved it to that new format where like you subscribe to their online service and then you get a curated list of titles from different systems, but it's nowhere near as extensive, right? And then yeah, you have it, them also putting out their miniature consoles, which have, again, a curated list. Um, it is weird how inaccessible some of these games are, because you would think it's money in the bank. That shit's already done. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why they don't make it more accessible. It, it's ridiculous that I can't boot up my Switch and play any NES game legally that I want, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can prove that you bought it or whatever, but well, no, just I, I or like just I'm buy saying, it now. yeah, I'm saying double. Yeah. I'll double right. dip on a good NES yeah, game or SNES game, um, and then yeah, man, it's it's weird. Uh, the game whole idea of game preservation is not something I even became aware of until the last maybe two or three years, um, and I do think it's fascinating because so much of this holds nostalgic value for a lot of people and a lot of cultural value for a lot of people so i do think there is a need to preserve video games for generations going forward right yeah <clears throat> um it's just it's it's so interesting to me like so okay i'll get and mike knows this because nine times out of ten if i'm not talking to steve about whatever this obsession is i'm talking to mike i will get a weird obsession with a more obscure Japanese RPG series about once a year, okay? About once a year, I'm hanging out, and I go, you know what I want to play? The Xenosaga games from play on PlayStation 2. They were kind of a spiritual successor to Xenogears, and then later begat the Xenoblade Chronicles games that are out, like, on the Switch and stuff. Good luck. Good luck, sir. You better go buy a PlayStation 2 and a special device to hook it up to your TV like Michael Pappas. Yeah, it's a pain <laughs> in the ass, man. Yeah. It, it, but, and that's why the wall of the library behind me, people are like, why do you collect physical games? Like, dude, like they're going away. Like you see mm -hmm. the stat by 2027, physical game media is going down to like 
ten percent, and then they're and not I, even gonna. I'm part of the problem, Mike. I don't buy physical games anymore unless they come with a special edition. I, I know, I, I know you don't, and I and I see the reason why. It's it's ease of access. It's just yeah. it makes your life simple. You don't have to worry about the fucking shipping. You don't have to worry about going to stupid GameStop or run around Target <laughs> or Walmart. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Um, it's the collector in me for one. I mean, my mom will tell you first and foremost. I used to line up my Matchbox cards in color uh -huh. in color order. No, like I understand it one hundred percent. You are talking to a dude that one hundred percent understands. Oh, I know. Why. I, yeah. yeah, I, I know. And like, yeah, I, I fully endorse it. It's just so weird. Like, because I hold, I think I held on to physical games for longer than most of my friends even. But this newest generation, I got a couple physical games at launch, and then ever since then not a single physical game i mean well the physical games got to be kind of insulting like right. it was literally a case and a game and there was well, the no pandemic manual. yeah help the prices like yeah that bubble, well yeah that well you know steve brings up a good point you know like uh in the last few years the times that i've gone to pick up a physical game and gone damn this is a nice package that you get is minimal CD Projekt Red is really good about it. If you buy a physical game of theirs, they've got a nice manual, a map, some stickers, like some goodies, you know. Um, uh, the studio that does the Yakuza games, they do stuff like that in their physical versions. But even still, the other thing that sucks is, oh, if I buy it digital, I can play it two hours early, and my GameStop may not even be open for me to go pick it up late at night. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. they, yeah. They just make it so easy and i'm so impatient can i ask you something yeah. mike yeah sure on your bottom shelf back there right under grogu under a little grogu is that an anime titty game special edition yeah i was I, you're not supposed to see that well yeah. i want to it's, i uh, mean you're mobile you've been showing us all kinds of stuff you better go grab that and show that i, yeah, I got i got a few of them that i i got a few of them that i kind of hide your pal His dog just stole the show yeah <laughs> i mean you get these on clearance on amazon and they're box sets I mean, you want to talk about like you want to talk about like i mean this is set that's, on steve Kagura that's here. I, I tell you about this series all the time what comes in i mean there? look at this box set i mean this is, Man. How am I not going to Okay, get hold on, hold, hold it still just a second. So, Steve, you see third over from right with the green hair? Yep. That's Hakage. She's the best girl in Sinron Kagura. Best Sinron Kagura <laughs> character. Wait, and then and then this this one has, has a water gun fight, and there's DLC bikinis and stuff. No that shirt, no shoes, open. all service. The other one was in uh, the packaging. That yeah, one is, so is open. Mike cranked one out to that second one. I get it. <laughs> and then we got Katakawa Jet Girls. Oh, that so game I, fucking... I, Steve, that's the game I told you about that's like anime yeah, titty wave one. race. Yeah. I have I have every achievement on this game on Steam. Not to <laughs> brag. Not to brag. But I got every achievement on that game on Steam. <laughs> I keep these in, on the bottom shelf. I didn't even know they existed! Where's my eBay, bro? <laughs> Holy shit! It's, it's over for me. Packaging too, I, I'm I got all this, in. I got this on Amazon on clearance one, one night. I was just up at like 2 a.m. It was uh -huh. like 25 bucks. Yep. That's Man. sick. It live on the back. It says, beautiful bosoms bloom again. Yep. <laughs> I said, that, that, How did you see that? <laughs> bountiful, sorry, bountiful bosoms bloom oh, again. And the and then this one, 
I got from Play Asia. I had to get it. Oh shit! I'm not gonna be able to find it now, right? Is it in alphabetical order? Uh-oh. Uh oh. I the fact that Mike is set up to where he's mobile and can wander around his room is making the episode for me, Steve. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I plan on doing that. This. Um, I, I love it. Anyway. He's super into lunar that's my favorite thing yeah. like i didn't realize he was a fellow lunar head uh, oh Steve, yeah dude, I... there there's not a jrpg that mike hasn't tried at least a little i mean this dude... uh, there's there's a few but yeah pretty much lunar has some here of the best uh, music is... oh my god i'm RPG, very excited i think this i'm very excited for so this is uh dead or alive extreme oh, yeah the one from japan the scarlet version uh-oh hold up let me pull the let me pull this up. So I think I had that for no, I had the original Dead or Alive. Yeah, this is the Beast one that was Ball. never released in the U.S. The only way you could right. get it was by importing it. Have yeah, you played right. that, Mike? Yeah, I got it from PlayAsia. Have you played it though? No. Oh, because I wanted to Not know, yet. like, can you play it without it being translated? And if so, how much was it with shipping and tax included? <laughs> How quick? Uh, can, I, I, it was can, can they do I overnight? Like Seventy bucks. Oh yeah, Play Asia. Um, Play Asia don't fuck around. They got yeah. that uwu tax at Play Asia. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy. I can't you gotta, believe. They give did you, you see how Steve? Did you see that fucking anime titty fan fucking laser vision? And you I sure I, was, I was like, bottom shelf. Is that is that what I think it is? And it sure <laughs> that was pretty was. amazing. I sing the praises sure of that Shinran Kagura. I, my favorite is Bon Appetit. All those same characters. What is it? A cooking rhythm game with <laughs> titties, baby. <laughs> Love it. I have all the I, achievements in that on Steam too. Platinum, baby. I believe it. I believe I'm it. all I in. <laughs> All right, Mikey, what's up next? What's up next on the Mikey docket? Um, so Baldur's Gate 3, uh, making making headlines everywhere. I mean, I think I even saw it in Forbes.com today. Uh -huh. like, Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, the mainstream, well, let's say, let's say IGN for the sake of what a mainstream journalism is for gaming today. is like, oh, is this, is this setting a new standard? Is this finally going to be a way that, you know, we're showing the, the publishers and the developers that this is how you make a game and not with your battle passes and your DLCs and your expansion passes and your seasonal passes and your costume prices. And, 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 and it brought up, uh, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with what they're saying. I, I think it brought up a really good point, but there's the devil's advocate argument to the fact that not every developer, not every studio gets three years to work on a game before it goes to early access. Right. Then, Goes to early access for and three then they and a half years. Three more years. Like, like they've been making the game since the Force Awakens trailer came out. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, so yes, do, I haven't played it because I'm, you know, you could tell I have a, an addictive personality. Can you tell? So <laughs> I haven't played it yet because I don't have the time. I plan on it soon. I actually heard they're they're releasing a patch to get some of the bugs out that that are taking place. So I'm kind of happy about that. Like I heard stealth is broken and. Actually, they may nerf some stuff. I heard there's an owl bear that like does a top rope move. Uh -huh. um, but long story short, my point is, is is this something that is is going to help set a new standard for the quality that that the bigger AAA studios need to put put out better content for us? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you know, the Diablo Four argument is that you hit level cap and then there's nothing to do but like you know chase the carrot on the stick for new loot. But there's the same. You know, so I, I'd love to hear what you guys think about that. Would something like a, 
prestige RP- CRPG like Baldur's Gate help shape a new future for, for us gamers? In a way, I think it will, right? Because I think if you sit back and look at the progression that led to this, it was writing on the wall, right? Like a few years ago, there was a bit of a renewed interest in this style of RPG and, you know, Pillars of Eternity and Divinity, Divinity, Original Sin sort of started that that process and then wasteland came back very similar style of rpg in a, in a different setting and these things started to get more popular it was only a matter of time before a fucking gold standard version was released you know what i mean people just build on the craft until they release a masterpiece which i'm still in act one on Baldur's gate three and I'm comfortable calling it a masterpiece of a game. It's stunning. It's incredible. Um, what I think best case scenario for us as consumers and gamers is that it leads to that kind of like a competition between all these studios to try and reach those heights, right? Like the one thing I can tell you right now that's not going to come from this is it's not going to be studios going, we're not going to do season passes and shit. That's the ticket. No, what they're going to do is they're going to try to make a game that's very good like Baldur's Gate and then also stick you with the pinky of the bum hole that is a season pass or a battle pass, right? They're going to try and make games of that quality, hopefully. You know, they're going to try to achieve that, but then also have the post-released monetization. Um, I hope that's the case. I hope that it it leads to competition with all these RPG studios because that can only mean better stuff for us. Yeah, I mean, look at the Elden Ring last year Mm -hmm. was the same thing. Another Mm -hmm. huge game. Yep. No microtransactions. You get the full-ass thing at launch, you know. Yep. And that was game of the year sold a billion copies and you know Uh what Baldur's gate is a contender for a game of the year yeah sure and i mean starfield when that comes out should be fairly feature complete right i mean well so the the that's the launches dude yeah i mean it's gonna be buggy i mean it's gonna be listen there absolutely is i'm not uh what i will think is going to be interesting about starfield is does Bethesda only having to focus on PC and Xbox Series X slash S, which is very similar in, you know, sort of architecture. Does that lead to fewer bugs where they're not juggling the extra system in there and they're just sort of focused on those two for now? It might. Possibly. Possibly. But, I, I mean... And, I mean, they do tons of DLC for those games. You're right, for sure. But I, I tend to like their DLC a little bit because a lot of times it's... It's actually like content for the game yes. as opposed to like an outfit or some shit. Right. You know, they did that. No, too I like that. Armor, I mean, but... uh, Bethesda DLC is strong. They're, yeah. They've got strong DLC. Pretty good. I know From they kind DLC of. DLC is yeah. must buy shit yeah. too. Yeah, you know? but yeah. there's a difference in craft and care put into those right. DLCs, right? You just right. beat Mass Effect 2, Steve, and you played Shadow mm-hmm. of the. Uh, or layer of the shadow broker there's a difference between that and like mm-hmm. horse armor dlc right yeah some um, of that dlc is really worth it yeah you is know that... and i'm happy that they do post content for yeah. some of these games like yeah. that you know i think it's just more of the like 
you there's no way to look good in the game unless you, you spend, spend like 20 bucks and i'll kind say of, listen kind of i think that's where you're starting to now, lose people i'm not hardcore chasing the diablo 4 dragon playing it every day or every week but diablo 4 is very good and very fun yeah. to play but the price of those cosmetic items like because steve and i we love a cosmetic item but twenty dollars, oh, bro. Man, I made yeah, a character in Dead by Daylight look like Mikasa Ackerman from Attack on Titan, one of the best anime of all time, for four dollars. My dude. Yeah, that's, that's how know? it should be. How much were those Ninja Turtle costumes? Oh yeah, my man. God, Freaking fifteen. But they're fifteen a piece. And if, if you buy if you buy everything for all the turtles, including like the accessories, it's like a hundred dollars. That's crazy. And yeah, it's, it's just, insane. There's no bundle. Yeah, and it's just for your creative character. Yeah. It's not like I can go in and dress any Street Fighter up as, you know, Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtles and, with and Donnie Tello. Donnie Tello. <laughs> Donnie Tello. You can't mess with it either, like with the other create uh -huh. guys. Like, you can't give them super long arms or yeah. whatever. They're just, they're unmessable. they look sick by the way yeah they look because, great yeah. yeah our buddy sean got donnie and we were playing against him and i almost did it like i almost went out to the menu and bought one like i i was like it looks so cool yeah damn yeah i mean i'm nervous I, about how much they're going to charge for the costumes for the characters because those are the ones that i'm um, definitely interested yeah that in. i am getting definitely yeah, I mean, interested I in i am here. getting they better just give me a bundle bro Capcom, stop with this drive ticket shenanigan bullshit. I don't want to let Steve, Jeff, and Sean whip my creative character ass for 45 <laughs> minutes every Saturday just to get a measly 150 drive tickets that I can't even spend on anything I want. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, less on one hand, one you want to support Capcom, right? Like you want to yeah, support like, they're probably killing the it. game of the year. And no, it's, yes. it's, oh, it's probably Capcom has been spitting hot fire this year too with that Resident Evil Four. Remake. I gotta say, this Steve and I have been talking about this year like it was some mythic age of enlightenment, right? And it's honestly, crazy. it's just been kind of a doo doo year as usual. But the video games <laughs> have been sick, and it is a watershed year for RPGs. Unbelievable. We're we're not even halfway there yet, man. No, I mean, I mean like I, with no. all the crap coming out. No, I, and I'm saying like, I'm like, I'm just saying, not just the great RPGs we've seen so far: Final Fantasy 16, Baldur's Gate 3, uh, the Tears of the Kingdom. I got some shit for not bringing that up a couple weeks oh. ago. Tears oh, of the Kingdom. Um, you're also seeing RPG elements, fucking L like sandwiched into things like street fighter six right and yep. that's not even counting you know Diablo armored IV. core armored mm, will that be an rpg or more of an action game? i mean the way you tweak the mechs like what's an yeah. rpg today like i that's true like, i don't know like that's true that's a very good point michael papa there's character progression like mm -hmm. if god of war is an rpg then armored core is an rpg see okay. we're like nine days away from that i know oh armored my core. god Holy shit! That's crazy. And these record, actual games coming out yeah. between a Final Fantasy, a mainline Final Fantasy, and Bethesda's Space Epic. Like what? Yeah. This is like a yeah. fucking an LSD trip. 
Uh, it dude, really is. Dude, yeah. at Starfield, and then uh, I also don't want to let this slip by. A remake of Super Mario RPG. I love Hell that yeah. game. This is the last game Square made on a Nintendo console for a long time, till Crystal Chronicles. I, I've been trying to get a physical box copy for SNES, and it just keeps going up, and then I just oh, yeah. keep getting more pissed off. It's like four fifty now. I'm you know just what? Like, Fuck that, dude. You know what? I almost bought for the collection a couple of weeks ago. Michael was a uh, complete in box version of Final Fantasy for the Famicom, the first Final Fantasy for NES. Famicom, the Japanese, oh, the Japanese version. version. Yeah, nice. Almost nice. pulled the trigger. I will get that one day. I, I yeah, I, I have the NES box. I don't have the Famicom version. I like the artwork. Is that um uh what the hell's wrong with me right now? What's his name's artworks on the on it? Uh, yeah, that guy. What's I wish name? I could remember yeah. his name too. He always does. I always know his name. Stuff, I just yeah. I'm shot right now. But yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I think we got time for one more quick topic before we end the night. What's what's in that brain of yours, Mikey? Well, after playing Final Fantasy 16, I have now completed 1 through 16, including Final Fantasy 11's old expansion stories and Final Fantasy 14 and Walker. So I've completed all the mainline Final Fantasy stories. And I have to say, for one, I think Final Fantasy 16 was a little too easy for my taste after I had some time to sit with I, it. I also However, agree that it was pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. However, amazing experience. Amazing. Still an yeah, amazing I'm so experience. happy I played it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So we got Game of Thrones Final Fantasy, which is guess what they were going for. So now we've got this Baldur's Gate thing. I got to say to myself, okay, four, five, six years down the line now. What is Final Fantasy 17 going to look like? Or what would you guys like to see? Do you want them to go back to party-based? Yes. Look, turn-based is gone. We can't. No. Turn-based ain't coming No, back. that's what I want, Michael. I want yeah. turn-based back. <laughs> I want the presentation and... And style and and story presentation of sixteen in a turn based RPG. Uh, I, now I might be alone in this between you two, but I want the next one to go back to a little bit of the more sci fi fantasy vibe, like Final, seven. Well, just I mean six, seven, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, thirteen, 13. fifteen. Yeah. Mm, I mean. <laughs> but you yeah. know what I mean. Like I, I want them to go back yeah. to that's kind of my favorite mode of final fantasy it's like ooh, what if we use swords and blade runner <laughs> yeah i love that shit or um, give them lightsabers like like xenoblade like fuck it yeah uh, i want to i want a remake of four like they yeah. do with seven that's what they that's what they should do oh uh, i so I worry about 17 just do that instead i no no no, okay. no. we can have both steve <laughs> Can Steve, have stop it! Why would you say that? It's over for I me. Over I have four. to have something to hold over. on to. Six is great. I love six. Yeah, I want I mean, them. So I either want them to do a full featured Final Fantasy VII remake ish remake of four and six, or I mm -hmm. want them to do a Octopath Traveler remake of four and six. Because then you can store, be interesting. you know, keep the vibe, right? And yeah. Oof. oof. You can see that working better for six than four. I, yeah. I think cause is right. I think you go pixel 3D HD pixel art with, with the, 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 the Super Famicom, Super NES ones. And then the PlayStation ones, like eight and nine, the PS1 ones, you do like, you do seven. Yeah. And I then mean, when you get. Listen, there's, yeah. 
There's been long-standing rumors about a Final Fantasy IX remake coming out. I will be all over that. Yeah, I'd love true. that. That'd yeah. be cool. And tactics. And, and, and tactics. And now there's rumors that there's a, a, a Final Fantasy X remake coming out in 2025 for its 25th anniversary. Wow. So, you know what? Uh, it's going to be a little bit before we get 17, I bet. I, yeah, yeah, okay. I just... So the main thing I want, I want them to let Business Division 3 do the next one, too. Yoshi P. This man is the fucking yeah. the the man. This dude is the but dude. Bring bring the party the party strategy mechanics. Yeah. A little That's deeper. what I want. Bring the... Agreed. It yeah. did yeah. deeper deeper mechanics. The thing yeah. is is listen, we've seen them slowly change to this format of gameplay for Final Fantasy games, right? But it's going to come back around cuz everything I think so. Kiss always puts the makeup back on in every fucking timeline <laughs> there's a moment where gene simmons goes fuck i gotta put the makeup back on they will there will be a mainline turn-based final fantasy and there they'll make a big hullaboo hullabaloo about it. final fantasy's going back turn-based and it'll look amazing it'll be awesome and maybe it won't maybe it'll be the new final fantasy 15 the fuck do i know but but the, the last thing I'll say is I, I, I picture Yoshi P and, and Dev3 like sitting in the studio, like looking at Baldur's Gate 3 and going, because it, it, it's a completely different methodology on the way that yeah, they're thinking very, about it's the future Western video It's a Western RPG game. through and through. And like, let's be honest, these guys mastered turn-based RPGs back in the 80s. And then, you know, they're like, oh, you don't do that anymore. That's like old technology, so to speak, right? And then they see this and they're like, fuck maybe we can still think about this maybe this is still an avenue that we can be creative so. in mm -hmm. and that's where i think Baldur's gate as a standard for me is going to make a difference I where i care so. about i hope so man i it's just like you know the open world rpgs uh you know influence on things what happened over years right until you're getting <laughs> you know, like the best open world RPGs that have ever been made, including Elden Ring, right? right? You know what I mean? When, you, when, you, when I think about playing Grand Theft Auto 3 in 2001... And then where we are fast now... Fast forward to yeah. like that Elden Ring would come out of that. I mean, listen, you know man, what I mean? like Elden <laughs> That's Ring... That's pretty wild. And I mean this in all seriousness. Elden Ring... I the platinumed Witch it. I platinumed it. Beautiful. <laughs> the The Witcher Three, and I'll say both of the Legend of Zelda games, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, are like major events in RPG history. Like they're perfect. Yep. They're as mm -hmm. close to a ten as you can get. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and the fact that we're getting to see that is very cool. And I think you're gonna see Baldur's Gate Three influence, but it's gonna take a while. Right. It always because yeah. it, it's not like they're like shit. Stop working on Mass Effect Five and make it like Baldur's Gate Three. Let's totally reboot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you yeah. you probably will though. You mm -hmm. I mean they those type of games existed already anyway. But I bet you're gonna see a lot more pushed. Like you know that whole Souls like genre mm -hmm. that yep. you can't you can't throw rock and uh, hit a Souls like now. But everybody's done them now. Like yeah, squares. Everybody. Yeah. I, one of my goals for the next, the end of the year is try to try to get into Strangers in Paradise, the the Final Fantasy Souls. It's 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 has its charm, but it's it's so not good. It's good. Okay. All <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. All right. I That's love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then, like, yeah. the thing that sucks is 
Larian has made such a better Dragon's a Dragon Age game than Bioware. Uh, at least one, if not two, of the Bioware Dragon Age games that when four finally comes out. Ooh, ooh, I hope it's good. Please be good. Please I mean, they, good. they should just really make the true sequel to Origins yeah, that I, they've never done. I think, they never did it. I think, um, I think, like, that's what I like about playing Baldur's Gate 3 is it feels like a very good Bioware game, mm -hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. Origins mm -hmm. was my favorite P PC CRPG. Like, okay. Yeah. Nice. Dragon Age Origins. Yeah, I never played the PC version. I only played it on console. It's way better on PC. Nice. On PC, you can isometric it. When you freeze it, you can turn the camera angles. It's, it's just, it was way better than the PS3 that I played or the Xbox 360. Nice. But, all right, yeah. Mike. Um, well, I want to say one more one more random ass thing, real uh -huh. quick. This won't this won't take long. Just for the Xbox boys out there, in one month, starting this Friday, uh -huh. they're gonna get five games all on Game Pass. And this Friday, we might need to check this out, dude. The first one's Texas Chainsaw I know. Massacre. I was gonna ask if you wanted to do that one yeah, night this let's, weekend. Let's, let's give have it a, a try. Switch I'm, I'm down. Okay. I am totally down to try that. Okay. Just jump in the yeah. Discord, Mike. Come on. Yeah, I, that's invited. my. That's the thing. I'm. I'm not all savvy with that. I gotta get on my Discord. Game. I gotcha. Buddy, you have 84 bad. consoles hooked up to the same <laughs> TV. You can figure out Discord. I, I think that's okay. what it is. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm bust this out, Steve, because this shit is okay. crazy. One week, like about a week and a half later, Sea of Stars. Which I can't causes wait Super for that. Yeah, yeah, me too. The, right up both the Alley. Yeah. A week after that, Starfield. Uh huh. Okay. Week and a half after that, Lies of P. Pretty hype, Soulsborne, whatever. Souls boys. And then, like another week after that, Payday Three, which is pretty nuts. Like those are five pretty big ass releases. Some actual huge releases yeah. on Game Pass. It's like all of a sudden Game Pass is going to be... Well, I'll tell you this. I, all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? All the, all those months I've been getting Game Pass for free have been worth it. Because shit, it's about to pop off. It's about to pop off. Um, oh, I want to make a quick recommendation before we go. Speaking of Game Pass, there's a game on there called Arcade Paradise that I've been fucking around with. Where you play a kid who's running their dad's laundromat and <laughs> secretly turning it into an arcade. And it fucking rules you dudes check it out mike quick awesome. random yeah. uh, we need a quick random uh, uh recommendation from you my dude oh man um first thing that pops into your head any generation any game i'm playing on my steam deck trails in the sky the first um trails that of game. cold the first legend of heroes mm -hmm. fucking Massive, epic, blah, 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 turn-based JRPG. That one's pretty it's good. It's very charming. It's very fun. It's quick. It's a short one. Mm -hmm. um, and that kicks off the story of this, like, fucking Japanese epic. Yeah, there's, like, 12, I don't even know what I'm about to get myself or something. into. Yeah. yeah, so I'm playing that. But the writing is fantastic. I think Falcom does a great job. The translation is great. If you play it on Steam Deck, you've got that HD version that i don't even i don't think you can get it anywhere else in the states mm -hmm. that's um, the only way, way i know of the play it's not on any consoles which is weird yeah and, and just <laughs> to let everybody know there's trails in the sky is one of the it's its own trilogy and that connects to another trilogy that starts with trails from zero and ends with trails to azur or reverie yeah. or Az yeah and then trails of cold seal which is one through four and then there's a new one, Kino no Kiseki, that came out in Japan that 
that's after that that brings all of these arcs together. Mm-hmm. That, that I, I think what happens is they form the Avengers because yeah, they're all, all these kids are like, from different. Yeah, it's like Japanese anime MCU JRPG series. It's interesting. I, I, I it's a lot. Listen. This is going to be like a like a ten year thing. Like this is a slowly like I got twenty minutes be on done the train with it next month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the first game, so I'll take it. It's another adventure that I put myself on. So right. We'll see how it goes. Awesome. Well, buddy, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, here, man, man, this was great. Come yeah. back anytime you want, man. Yeah. Every Let's now and then we're going to call. Back. We're going to call you and check in. What does Mikey want to talk about? Yeah, I would love that. I, I love it. So I'm guys, so happy. Um, I'm so happy I was here. Yeah, man, Mikey this guys. was awesome. So, guys, listen, uh, if you need anything from us, myweirdfoot.com for all your high potion needs. Fucking thanks, Sean. Thanks, Sean, buddy. Uh, also, leave us a review for Pete's sake. Come on, man. Where else are you getting this kind of shit? Huh? Huh? Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. We love you, Mike. Love you. Bye, guys. Ah!